Another day, another blockbuster trade in the NFL. This time, Tyreek Hill is on the move from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. Matt and I cover this story breaking real time on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you here once again at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Always a lot going on in the NFL, a lot more going on again today. And thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got another fun trade brewing today, Matt, with uh, <laughs> with Tyreek Hill on his way out of Kansas City now. They, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, is meeting He's in with. KC as we speak, I think. In KC, yeah. So maybe that's an imminent sighting. We'll we'll see what happens with Tyreek Hill. But according to Adam Schefter's sources, the Jets and Dolphins of all teams are both now. They both actually have play tra- trades in place for the soon to be former Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill is gone. It's Miami or New York for him is the question. And Hill wants to become the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Once he decides the trade is expected to happen, for now, Hill is said to be torn. Is this the new way trades are going to be consummated in the NFL? Is multiple teams make their offers, then the player decides? Oh, where would you like to be traded? You know, I I guess if you're good enough, you have that power, especially quarterbacks. A free agent with draft picks in return. It's like it's like immediate comp picks. Yeah, right. Like. Hey, if you want this guy, send us an offer and then you can be in the running and Tyreek will decide if he likes you or not. You know, I mean, it's like speed dating or something. I mean, it's it's a little crazy. Um, so let's do this. Uh, what if you're the you want to be the Chiefs GM and I'll be the Jets and or Miami GM and kind of work something out here? I mean, my hunch just on the surface from a KC perspective is. Well, we certainly don't want to just swap out Tyreek Hill for Valdez Scantling, but at least Valdez Scantling's a much different player than Juju. He's tall and he can run and he can get downfield, even though he drops a lot. None of these guys are Tyreek Hill, of course. But I think a big problem with this is when you start paying Mahomes and some of these quarterbacks a gazillion dollars, it just gets harder to keep your pieces. Um, And Tyreek wants a ton of money and he's not young and, had a few hmm, – it banged up a little this past year. There was a stretch there. That he had, he had uh, COVID for a while, and then he – I think he had an ankle and wasn't quite the same. And I think you have to wonder with him what happens when he goes from a, a 4-2 guy to a 4-4 guy, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to be that the fastest guy in the field forever. Get rid of him a year too early rather than a year too late, right? I guess. Especially yeah. if he's going to be the highest you know. paid wide receiver in the NFL. NFL history. Yeah, I mean, he deserves that. So, if Amari Cooper went for a fifth, is this the type of a return that I should expect? Yeah, I think it's totally different. As Kansas City GM, or am I getting a first-round pick back here? Is this closer to what we saw with the the, the Devontae Adams trade? I think it's more like the Devontae Adams trade. Tra- trading an elite player in his prime, that's not a knock on Amari. But Amari was... I'm either going to cut him or I'm going to get a late pick. I mean, the Chiefs aren't cutting Tyreek. You know, Green Bay was not cutting Adams. I mean, they are going to trade him for what I would think is 
probably equal value to Adams. I mean, to me, they're worth exactly the same. And frankly, I think they're the two best receivers in the league right now. And the fact that that there's multiple suitors willing to pay whatever that price is makes you think it's going to be somewhat of a high price. I don't think they'll get as much as Devontae Adams got. I think that's a different situation as well. Um, But I'm, you know, probably probably asking for a first. I don't know if I'll get it, but that's what I'd be asking for if I'm Kansas City, right? I'm asking for more than that. Think so? uh, Yeah. It was a first and a second for Devontae Adams. Right. Miami and and New York are picking high. So uh, true. That's true. I, I'm not giving uh, one up thing I wanted to say, four I, or ten. I, I respect. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead I, I'm just saying I'm not giving up four or ten if I'm New York. Right. That's a good point. I mean, those are different levels of first round picks, and that's very important in this equation. So, like, you know, a, um, a two this year, a one next year, if you're trying to match the Devonte Adams trade, maybe. Maybe. First off, I want to commend the GMs in Miami who also signed Toron Armstead. We'll get that here. I'm sure in a minute too. And New York, because I think they've done a really good job this year of making Tua and Wilson's life easier. They're out there, you know, signing linemen, um, realizing these young quarterbacks need a lot of help. They're far from over the over the hump. I mean, so I think both these teams have done a nice job of making their their young quarterbacks who they're married to life easier. And Tyreek would do that times a thousand. But here's the angle that we haven't brought up yet that I would, if I was the Chiefs GM, I would say, let's start this conversation with Tyreek for Waddle or or Moore, you know, Elijah Moore. And I want something else. Nuts. But if I can get Waddle out of this deal, I'm really interested. Oh, I I, I would give up Hill for Waddle straight up. Because of the age and the money. Oh yeah, and and basically yeah, that's I what that's the style of player you're hoping to get. You know, age, money for just the the contract to have a an opportunity to have something, a, a somewhat of a facsimile of that, and just start back over with that. I mean, no brainer. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that's on the table for Miami. I think Elijah Moore could be on the table for New York. Second round pick versus a high first round pick, mm-hmm. and Miami traded up to make sure they got Waddle from twelve. Remember? True. Yeah, he may or, be untouchable. Yeah, from uh, maybe 20. I'm crazy. From yeah, from back because they went from three with the 49ers to twelve, then back up from twelve to get Waddle. I I don't think he would be on the table. In the end, the more I think about this, the Chiefs are just getting worse. You know, I mean, oh, they are, yeah, but they, yeah, they, and they need to reload and get cheaper. And how do you do that? Draft picks. So, yeah, that's that. That would make sense for them to to pull off this right now. And can they get cheaper at wide receiver while they're doing it? And that's probably why they have Marquez Valdez Scantling in there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking the Chiefs, so. Are we going to talk about them as a Super Bowl contender still? You know, I mean, if Tyree's not in the mix and you're replacing them with Juju and Valdez Scantling and maybe Chris Olave or something like that, I mean, that's fine, you know, but I don't know if that competes with the Bills and, you know, the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals and Chargers. I mean, especially if Kelsey happens to get a step slower on you, you know, I mean, like, I, I'm not saying the door, the window is closed for Chiefs Super Bowls forever and ever, but uh, it might be a step back, you know, for a year. All right. I've got more thoughts now that we talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more uh, th- things that come up for me. And I still mm-hmm. want to get into Toronto Armstead, the Miami Dolphins, if it even makes sense for these teams that are still in the rebuilding phase to drop a whole bunch of money and presumably draft picks on a wide receiver at this yeah. stage of those uh, rebuilding projects in New York and Miami. And I do have a little bit of a question about the Miami quarterback situation as well. All that coming up. 
Brand new flavors of Built Bars all the time available at Built.com. The latest brownie batter puff. Are you kidding me? Built Bar puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Low in calorie, high in protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. What is not to like about a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar but is good for you? Most Built Bars have only 4 grams of sugar with all those grams of protein. Low net carbs, low in calories, but they taste fantastic. Whether it's Built Bar Puffs, some of the classic flavors of Built Bars, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, cherry barcia, raspberry, salted caramel. You can find something you like at Built.com, or if you're not sure, get a mixed box of Built Bars. And you can get 15% off while you are doing it with our promo code. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Kansas City Chiefs, getting worse. They were already a little bit short of a Super Bowl, but, you know, good offensive line, great quarterback. They're going to be in it. Maybe not the powerhouse that they once were, as everybody else in the AFC gets better. So that's interesting. Right, right, right. That is very interesting. How do they replace Tyreek Hill? Um, Because I don't think you're getting Waddle. Right. Waddle would be great, but I don't think that's happening. That's not happening. Right. Miami Dolphins now, adding Teron Armstead, five-year $75 $75 million contract. He didn't hit in the first couple of days of free agency, which was somewhat surprising. And maybe it's his injury history, but I thought he might He's get a little bit more. never played 16 games in a year. Yeah, I thought he would get closer to top of the market free agent money, and yeah. he kind of got below that tier. He's uh, five years, 75. That is $15 million a year. That, that's much less than I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he'd get a lot closer to 20. I thought he'd get Trent Williams money. I, I really yeah. did. And Trent Williams is a slightly better player, but their resumes are similar. I mean, they're both... You know, phenomenal players that might end up in the Hall of Fame in a premium position that are still great. Athletic um, freaks. I do and hey, injury things big. Um, uh, Trent Williams has only played 16 games twice in his 10 tenure right. career. <laughs> really? So yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Absolutely. But, um, I mean, you had to do that if you're Miami. I love that move for them, Get especially at the price. Get the best get the best offensive tackle you could possibly get to protect whoever your quarterback is going to be. And I, we all think yeah. it's going to be Tua, but... I think it's interesting, this quote from Teddy Bridgewater that kind of slipped under the radar over the weekend. Teddy Bridgewater declined to tell reporters whether he was specifically told he was coming to back up Tua or if he'd have a chance to compete to start. He said, quote, it's really not something I want to discuss. He wanted to keep that, whatever was told to him, quiet. Is that just him lying to himself and trying to create a little something? Does he know he's the backup and that's it? Because... We know Teddy yeah, Bridgewater is not the answer, and if if the, if the Miami Dolphins think that Tua might not be the answer either, then that's just a weird situation to me. And maybe they should have tried to flip Tua instead, and you know whatever. Said, I mean, Mike McDaniel's already poaching 49ers. You know he's running the offense. Go get Jimmy Garoppolo if that's the case. If you don't really truly believe right. in Tua, and right now Jimmy probably be a lot cheaper than he would have been earlier on in the process. But now you don't want to put Jimmy and Bridgewater together because of too many dollars. But that. Bridgewater straight up the backup, I mean, and he they had to have told him that. And if they didn't, that I, I start to question a lot. Right, because he signed there quickly. I know he's from Miami, but you know he could have went to Carolina or Seattle or something like that and competed for a job. You know, potentially. The second he got signed, my reaction was, "This isn't good for Tua," and kind of brushed it off after that. Like, okay, I mean, it's he's from there, and it's you know, it's a backup and. 
Bridgewater's the new Andy Dalton that's not real threatening. But everybody blamed Flores for all the Watson to, you know, Dolphins rumors. But he couldn't have been the only one in the building that at least considered it or had doubts about Tua. I mean, how could you not? Well, they went all the way down the path of the owner meeting with Deshaun Watson and 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 in the end backing out of that deal. But it could have been a done deal. So enough people had to be involved in that, not just, you know, the head coach. Yeah, right. I mean, if, if eventually they said, no, we're not going to do it, but they strongly considered it at least. Um, so my hunch is it's, is the, the people in charge of Miami are looking at it this way. We're going to give to Armstead, a much better offensive line, a better scheme and head coach, a Niners like run game. And if he's not great with those things and maybe Tyree kill, then he's never going to be great. You <laughs> yeah, know then I mean? we really, really know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, if you can't succeed in a Niners like run game with Teron Armstead and Tyree Kill over the top, you're never going to succeed. And my hunch is they probably had some conversation with Bridgewater of Teddy, we know who you are. You're valuable to us. Two has got one more shot. And if he fails, it's your job. And so reporter asked Teddy, so how'd the conversation go? Well, he can't say, "Yeah, my buddy that I'm going to be in the quarterback room, they have all kinds of doubts about, and if he stinks, I'm going to take over. <laughs> and he can't say, I'm the starter and Tua stinks, you know, right? or it's even a competition. So he has to kind of play coy with how he answers that. But the timing of that signing immediately sent up a red flag to me about Tua. And Bridgewater, you're right. Stopgap not threatening for maybe the next guy if they go back into the draft again next year for a quarterback. Right, right, right. I mean, that's absolutely possible. But too. that's why if you're Miami, you can't be trading away a future first round pick either. For, It'd for be interesting. Tyree, I mean, if you sure. go, if you had Tyree Kill and Teron Armstead within 24 hours, you think you're a competitor. Yes, which brings me back to that question uh, that I teased right. in the first segment. Does this even make sense with where are, are the Jets and. The Dolphins a wide receiver away from really doing something in the AFC. So I kind of question the decision no. making on dropping, especially if you're talking first round pick plus that crazy contract. It makes sense for the Raiders, maybe a little bit more to me because they've got their quarterback for sure in place and it's about their only shot to try to compete in that crazy conference. But the Jets and the Dolphins might be a little ways away still. I agree. I mean, the Dolphins at least or what a game away from the playoffs. I mean, they're, they at least have been around 500 during mm -hmm. the Flores era. And now maybe think that they're closer than they really are. And they're probably the second best team in their division with Armstead and Hill. Probably. I mean, maybe that's selling the Patriots short a borderline uh, playoff team, but that's kind of like the Raiders. But I do think, I mean, I, I started this podcast by saying, I give credit to these GMs for going out and getting pieces to make Wilson and Tua a success, you know, to the point where you hope a year or two they don't need these crutches and they start to carry the team. So I kind of understand it from that perspective. I mean, and in a way, it's kind of like all the Jags terrible spending on Kirk and Zay Jones and all these guys. Like, it, that's bad business. But if I turn my quarterback into a, a a legit guy in the process, no price is too much. Right. Yeah. If I had to throw extra draft picks and first round picks to make the quarterback I have great or extra right. uh, dollars to make my quarterback great, it's worth all the money in the world. 
Right. I mean, like, Zach Wilson was terrible last year, but he didn't have much of a chance to really look good either. You know, neither did Justin Fields or Lawrence, you know. So if I can make them not go down the toilet in their first year or two and <laughs> at least throw them in the deep end, but throw them some, a flotation device too. And then a year from now, I'm going to take that flotation device away. And maybe that's just Mike McDaniel seeing, and I've called to a left-handed Jimmy Garoppolo. So I kind of yeah, see yeah, yeah. it with Miami, and it's like, look, we're going to throw short stuff, but let's throw it to the fastest guys in the league on both sides. You can't double them. Have fun with that. Right, and how do you stack the box against a run? Yes, yeah. I mean, you can't. Just all speed everywhere. Oh, by the way, the fastest running back in the league now on the team, too. Good point. For as and, long as he's Kaseki's no slouch either in terms of speed I mean, for his position. Yeah, you uh, you want a guy that runs the seam. I mean, of all the tight ends in the league, he's probably top five at least doing that. Yeah. I mean, he's not Kittle as a blocker, right. but he's a he doesn't have a ton of the catch speed guy. Yeah, he doesn't have a ton of wiggle in the short area. He's not quite like Travis Kelsey, but he's got that long speed and explosiveness and, and you know, that that linear athleticism to just hit the seam. So if you're going to play too deep, you're going to be way on the outside and split those safeties. Now you got Jacecki running down the middle. Yeah, I can kind of I can kind of start to see it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to talk through it because we just got word of this, you know, right when we were hitting yes. record. And, and I can picture it. And again, if Tua were to fail in that situation... I know I don't have, I need a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like if I give him Armstead and Tyree kill today and it's week 14 and I'm still not sure about my quarterback. Well, I think you already have your answer and you need one. Probably the same is true in New York too. It's, I feel like we're assuming he's going to go to Miami, which yeah. I think it makes more sense for Miami than New York in terms so. of competing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Hey, I'm sure Zach Wilson's development would be, rapidly improved with you know a guy like Tyreek and looks like they have a pretty good offensive line then you're drafting an edge guy in a corner with your first two picks and by the way same offense but a bigger yeah, right, a bigger, right, right. bigger arm quarterback so you know maybe more down the field stuff in in that case with with Wilson yeah, but well, again, Wilson yeah, throwing deep to those guys yeah both running the Shanahan offense there in New York in Miami so that's interesting and so Shanahan, this happens. Shanahan I mean, himself not interested though True. <laughs> True. I mean, the cost is great. I mean, I'm not sure yeah. he's everyone can stomach it. Okay, here we go. I knew this was going to happen. Chiefs are trading six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, a 2022 first-round pick, number 29 overall, and a whole lot more. Matt, we're going to have to take this through the rest of the podcast. This is so much fun, and this trade is brought to you by our new partners, Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because it's kind of dragging all day. It seemed to get more and more like that feeling the older I get. And I've never been much to to take vitamins or anything like that in the mornings. And apparently, I needed it because everything Athletic Greens gives me, one scoop of AG1 has all just taken. And after a couple of days, I could already feel the difference. And now a couple of weeks into it, man, it, it, it makes a huge difference. I could probably stop drinking my morning coffee if I wanted to. I'm not going to, but I could because of the extra pep in my step thanks to Athletic Greens. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sources, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. AG1 is lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Matt, here is the deal officially. Tyreek Hill on the move from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins give up their first round pick in 2022. That is 29 overall. A second round pick, number 50, and a fourth round pick, as well as fourth and sixth round picks in 2023, sources tell ESPN. Wow, that blows the Devontae Adams trade out of the water and more picks and more money because... By the way, Tyreek Hill wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Well, it does blow the the Adams deal out of the water, except they're later picks. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it's pretty close, to be honest with you. That first and second are later than the Raiders' first and second. So, I mean, the fourth and sixth next year aren't much. You throw in a fourth. I think it's pretty close compensation. Raiders are 22 And so seven picks higher. Yeah, 29 to 22. So, you know, looking at, I think, you know, when you just think, okay, it's a pick in the 20s, not that big of a difference. But if you were just actually looking at the the numbers there and the chart value, you know, it's a few hundred points and it would cost a second round pick or a third round pick at least to go from 29 to 22. If you were looking at it that way. It would probably cost you the the two fourths to the six, you know, give or take. Right. You know, so it's about the same. uh, The more we think about it for... What I think, I mean, are the two best receivers in the league about the same age? We're going to make the same money. I mean, I think they have pretty much equal value. So Miami adds Armstead and Tyreek in the same day. <laughs> I mean, the top three left tackle and a top three wide receiver. Wow. wow. I mean, so we've kind of talked it through Miami's you know, standpoint. I assume Valdez Scantling will land in Kansas City any minute now, and mm-hmm. they'll be in the market for – at least a second round wide receiver, if not a first, or, you know, even trading up for Alave or Wilson, or I keep thinking Jamison Williams which would be amazing there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and so I wonder if you're the Dolphins, you thought those guys wouldn't get to you at 29. They're right behind two picks from the Packers. Right. There's uh, a lot of mid late round first uh, teams drafting in the first round that could have selected a wide receiver. So the Dolphins probably looked at this like, well, we like these three guys, and I don't think any three of them are going to be at 29, so why not yeah. spend 29 and some other stuff to go get the guy we already know is going to be great rather than trying to you know get back up again and get another wide receiver. But, man, that, that organization is valuing speed and wide receivers right now. Sure are. I mean, Waddle and Hill in the same field. It's hard to wrap your head around. Um, I've been looking at this, of course, from a Steelers perspective, and I've mentioned it before that I think receivers very much a play for the Steelers at 20. But I really think that I like Dotson a lot from Penn State, but I really think there's five, and then they probably draw a line. And I don't think any of those five would have got to Miami. You know, I mean, there's the Saints and, and all these teams. There's a lot of pitfalls and landing spots for receivers every step of the way. And I think they're going to go a lot higher than people think. This trade, to your point, and well said by you, sort of confirms that for me that you know people think that I'm not going to get Drake London I'm not going to get a lave you know so 
maybe Kansas City has to package things up to go get one of those guys. But I also think Kansas City's roster, when I studied it before free agency hit, was loaded with free agents. Like, they don't have a great middle class right now. I think they needed, you know, even last year they didn't have a first-round pick. They spent it on Orlando Brown. That they may need a year of bringing in a really strong and deep draft class and hit a lot of positions, you know, edge rusher, D line, wide receiver, you know, corner, bring in five quality picks this year. The Kansas city chiefs now have back-to-back picks 29 and 30 in round one. They have pick 50 in round two. They have pick 62 in round two. So two firsts, two seconds. Uh, There was uh, the fourths and sixths and all that stuff. So let's just look at the two first rounders. If you look at the old school Jimmy Johnson chart, the Kansas City Chiefs with 640, 620 points for the 29th and 30th pick in the draft. So, you know, Mm -hmm. 1,260 points there. They could get up into 11, 12, maybe even creep into the top 10 range, uh, you know, with throwing in something else, maybe, if you're looking at just pure points. So could there be something else afoot? Are they trying to get all the way up and say, we're going to go get this stud blank in the draft now? Or do they just want a whole bunch of bullets and they need to replenish the roster with cheap young talent. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. It's a good point. I mean, they, I wouldn't shock me at all if they trade to 15 and get the second receiver off the board. I don't know if they get into 10 in that neighborhood, but boy, I think their roster could use a young infrastructure shot in the arm, you know, of cheap labor because Mahomes' yep. contract isn't going away and it's about to really pick up. I just looked at this though. Travis Kelsey turns 33 this year. You know, counting on him as the, the foundation of your passing game could could bite you. Tyree Kill will be turning 20. Oh, no. Tyree Kill just barely turned 28. I thought he was going to be older than that. He just turned 28 on March okay. 1st, so he's, he's still got some time. Young. Yeah. I mean, Miami's in good shape. I mean, that offense should be really good. I've always subscribed to the theory when you're building a wide receiver group that you it's a basketball team. And I love that yeah, theory. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and I've heard of multiple people talk about it. And I don't know who came up with the idea first, but that's the way I've kind of always looked at it. And when I heard it said that way, I was like, yes, that, that, that explains exactly how I think about it. You know, you want your point guard, you want your, you know, your big time scoring number, you know, your, your, your Michael Jordan, your two guard, your, your go-to guy that's got speed. Right, right, right. Um, you want your big body guy, you know, maybe your center is your tight end. Um, but this is a lot of point guards, right? This is kind of a lot of a lot of one <laughs> and two guards. You know, I don't know who runs the point. I don't know who the two guard is in this Miami offense, but but very similar. So, are they ready? Do they need to go make this move to jump into prime time? The Miami Dolphins clearly are trying to go for it in a in a very tough. Like it doesn't really put them anywhere in the AFC because everything everybody's so good. They're still you know at best second in their own division. Let alone start looking at the North and the West in the AFC. And two very similar wide receivers. From a team-building perspective, would you grade this as, like, what the heck are the Dolphins doing? Or you're like, I don't care, because speed wins. I don't care how they're shaped. Yeah, similar, that's fine. Go win the same way on both sides of the field. I love the basketball analogy t- thing, too, for pass catchers. And uh, I use it a lot. For example, like, I think the Eagles will draft the receiver with one of their three first-round picks. But... Don't give me another point guard that looks like Devontae Smith. Give me Drake London, who's halfway between Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And and I think when you do, when you do talk Dolphins, 
Gasecki's really a wide receiver, folks. I mean, I know there's a TE next to his name, but Hunter Long's the tight end. I mean, Hunter Long's the center. Gasecki's the power forward. Parker's the three. And then you have two ones. You know what I mean? Yep. So it, you have to count Gasecki in this mix really as a wide out because he doesn't block a soul. I mean, him and Kyle Pitts and guys like that are, are really just huge slot receivers. <laughs> yeah. So that doesn't bother me as much. I and mean, they, clearly the speed is just so threatening. Though. I'm glad you mentioned Parker, too, because, you know, they, he, he's it's right, easy yeah. to forget. Now he kind of drops into the number three role where I assume he would come in and be the outside receiver. Then you move, you know, Waddle and Hill Tyreek's around. a and, lot out of the slot, and, too. Right, he yeah. Runs, go right out of the slot. And, you know, so, he plays the slot. You move guys around quite a bit. All right. Now just going a little bit further. I got a quick here. question for you. Okay. <laughs> Please power rank these three AFC teams for me. Miami, Vegas, Pittsburgh. Because I don't think any of us think that they're the Bills, any of those three teams, or they're not the Texans. Like, to me, they're all, are they even playoff teams in the AFC? I mean, they're all about the same to me. They had to get better to just hold the same footing they had from what their records were last year. Right, like to stay as the ninth team in the AFC power rank, yeah. you had to add Armstead and Hill. I mean, on paper, <laughs> you know, it's crazy. On paper, I like what I see right now in Miami. Looking at their offense now, they added Connor too. Williams as well, which is a really underrated signing for uh, their line. Should be stacked. Yeah, you got Armstead, Williams, yeah, uh, all those like uh, Eichenberg, and those second guys. rounder from yeah. last year, right? Robert Hunt, second rounder from the year before, right guard, and now Waddle with Hill, Devontae Parker, Gisecki. You know, however good Tua is, is however explosive that offense is going to be. Because you know that scheme is going to be able to scheme up and run the ball for as long as Raheem Mostert's healthy. You know, Chase Edmonds can come out of the backfield, catch the ball. Even Miles Gaskin will probably be fine, even though he's like the number three running back. Yeah, right, right. Miles Gaskin seems like the type of guy where he doesn't get drafted in any fantasy leagues this year, but he's sort of the last man standing, and other guys get banged up, and the coaching staff ends up loving him like the other coaching staff did, even though he wasn't supposed to be the guy then either. It's like, oh, Miles Gaskin getting carries again. It's sort of one of those things I can envision happening for sure with Miles Gaskin. Who knows? They might draft another running back too. Um, I would say defensively. Defensively, I I mean, the the secondary is so much better in Miami. Yeah, their defense is fine to me. And but guys like Phillips and Holland will get better and better. And, yeah, you know, Ogba. Yeah, kept him. That was nice. But, defense is fine to me. It's middle yeah, of the road. Yeah, fine. And then that's where I have questions about the defense other than those edge rushers with the Raiders. So I give quarterback edge rushers to the Raiders, everything else to the Dolphins. That's, that's a really tough one. Mm-hmm. No, but I think all those th- those three teams or maybe the Patriots are all in that same tier. Yeah. Of, well, the Patriots roster is worse than all of them. Worse than all of them, but they're the Patriots. They've got I the mean, Emperor. They're not going to win five games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interesting. And I'm sitting here thinking about it again. This is all happening in real time. It's been an odd podcast because yes. we started speculating and then it happened. And just like we're sitting around a bar watching this on TV. Can we just sit back and appreciate that the news happened before we were done recording this time? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but think about this. I mean, if I throw two of five offensive linemen out there and then my five you know, skill guys are Parker, Waddle, Hill, Gasecki, Edmonds, those guys are all high-end receivers. I mean, how do you play defense against that? Uh Uh-oh, holy smokes. 
All right, this is just an addition to the, the deal that had already happened. It's not a new deal. We have details on the new contract for Tyreek Hill with the Miami Dolphins. According to Tom Pelissero, the Dolphins are signing Tyreek Hill to a three-year, $75 million extension. Doing the wow. math there, that is $25 million per year. So, 25 mil per year. Uh, it's looking like he's now under contract through the 2025 season. So, this is an extension that kicks in next year. So they've got three years after this year, totaling when you add in this year's contract for Tyreek, that's $23.8 million per year uh, for the next four years through 20, so 22, 23, 24, 25 is how long that contract lasts. So okay. interesting. I, I guess that's not surprising. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the going rate. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, deep down, in a, at the end of this year, we're going to know if two is for real or not. Yes, you have you're going to get that answer, and that in itself has a lot of value if you're a team. Like I am going to know if this quarterback is good or not. I can, there's no more excuses, you know. And if he isn't, I'm going to replace him. If he is, we're sitting pretty, and we probably won du- double digit games, and maybe won the Super Bowl. Who knows? You know. And the Dolphins are done. They did their big shopping. Now they kick back, and they don't have a pick in the top 100. They still have that third round comp pick that they got from the 49ers in the trade up in last year's draft so they have that at pick 102 that is the first time the dolphins will be selected wow. in this draft so okay i mean i meant to say this on the podcast all week before today there were seven teams that didn't have a first round pick now there's eight i mean that's a quarter of the league <laughs> that does not have a first round pick and there's a lot of teams the rams the raiders the dolphins it also don't pick till the third. I mean, don't have a second rounder either. I mean, there's a the draft is going to be dominated by the same teams. I mean, there's going to be some teams that we look at their draft grades like they didn't add anybody. Right, and I wonder if that's going to add to the amount of trades that happen on draft day. Maybe, maybe people start dealing next year's picks to get back in, or you know, yeah, or the teams but, with multiple picks aren't afraid to go up. Right. I mean, a quarter of the league doesn't have a first round pick. That's mind boggling. The Dolphins, though, do have an extra first-rounder coming from the 49ers next year, though. So they do have two first-rounders ah. next year. So there's your... Well, that could be the Tua replacement. Right. There's your weaponry if Tua doesn't work out. So that's got to be the I like process for now. the Dolphins. Yeah. That works out well for Miami. So, mm-hmm. again, they're going to know about Tua. And if he's a massive failure, they'll have resources. It's a fun league we cover, isn't it, Matt? Sure is. <laughs> that was a fun little podcast that was not planned at all. I guess we'll get yeah. to. Uh, I think we NFL started tra- right before the podcast. Like, I guess we should mention this Tyree Kill rumor. Yeah, and then the podcast is over and we're done. You know, there pretty you go. unbelievable. Pretty unbelievable how things go in the NFL. I'm glad this happened before we recorded. It was fun to watch this go down in real time. It's been fun to follow this insane league that gets more crazy every single off season. And uh, we'll get to linebackers, defensive backs as it pertains to the NFL draft later on in the week because we've got plenty of time because the draft's still not coming for another you know month plus. We've got five weeks until the draft, although it is coming pretty darn fast now in late April. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to break down all the position groups, and we'll have the draft covered every single direction we can. But look, the first wave of free agency is over. That doesn't mean there's not huge happenings happening around the NFL. Love it. No, that's awesome. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. For your second listen, check out Matt doing Locked On Dynasty Football. Your team is covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, talking NFL Draft. Well, if you didn't get your draft coverage today on this show, you can go to Locked On NFL Draft. And with Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy doing that every single day, Matt and I will be back 
tomorrow and probably breaking down another huge NFL trade right here. <laughs> Peacock and Williamson.